This January, over 750 OA members gathered in Los Angeles for OA's 50th birthday party. Events included keynote speakers, multiple long-timer panels, workshops, a big book boot camp, and even an appearance by Roseanne S. If you'd like CDs or MP3s of any or all of these sessions, go to oa50th.org and then follow the link to the recordings. That's oa50th, oa50th.org. Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Tom. Hello, this is an amazing podium. That's what I've seen. Uh, thank you, Atusa, for asking me to speak here, and uh, it's so good to see familiar faces way up here in L.A. I'm, I got absent down in Orange County, and I occasionally come up here uh, to Serenity Sunday uh, when my group celebrates a birthday. Um, I guess there's some great meetings up here, um, and I'm just very grateful to be here. I am home. This is O.A., and if I know one thing is I belong here. It doesn't mean I'm, I want to stay here all the time. But this is, this is my home more than it was when I was a kid. I mean, this is, it was built for me. And, and uh, you've probably heard that in my story. Just to qualify, I, I have three years of abstinence. I've been in OA, thank you. I've been in OA for, since, uh, ninth, for, since uh, 2002. So I've, I've been here seven years. But uh, there was a year there where I decided to leave OA. And um, I've been back for three years. And I'm very grateful for that. But for three years... Sober, clean, and, and abstinent, I'm not too tightly wrapped. Let's just put it that way. A lot of recovery has to continue. Anyway, my name is Tom. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, my top weight was somewhere in the neighborhood of 450 pounds, and I've spent most of my life over 300 pounds. I've never been thin. I started gaining weight when I was seven, and just very uncomfortable. Even with my family, I would get, I would get into fights with my parents. Uh, my, my younger brother may have seen what had happened between me and my parents and, and backed off and became like the good kid. I was always fighting back. I never wanted to go to school. I never wanted to, you know, take, they took me to play dates. I never wanted to go there. I wanted this friend, not that friend. Uh, God knows I didn't want to look that fed me. Uh, I, I grew up in a, in a diabetic household and, uh, you know, jam, which is no sugar in it and um, everything healthy. And my mother was a, a weight watcher, which means, you know, a yo-yo dieter, but she made sure that I ate right. And uh, as a compulsive overeater, that's not comfortable. Uh, I wanted the junk food. I liked the sugar. Uh, there was a. I grew up in New York City, and New York has Jewish delis. It has Puerto Rican delis. It has Italian delis. It has Chinese delis. It has every food. I'm, I'm sure in LA you have something similar, but it's it's just wonderful. I mean, if you're into food, um, that's what I remember doing. I remember avoiding where I was supposed to go and eating. Um, I stole food since I was a kid, stole money to buy food since I was a kid. And um, I just love this, this amplifier. It has so many knobs. I just want to play with the knobs. I grew up, I, I was, you know, got all the fat kid jokes. Um, I, I lost my friends. I, I know people who are heavy who are like maintain large social networks and I don't. I, as soon as you hurt my feelings, I hate you, and I'm not going to be around you ever, ever, ever again. 
And it turned out that no matter how kind that my friends were to me, they would always hurt my feelings. So uh, by the time I was in junior high school, I had no more friends. Uh, I had quite an active imagination, though. Um, I learned to read when I was 14. I had avoided it like the plague up to that point. I was a TV addict. But once I found books, um, I was able to cheaply, and away from the house, because the house was always monitored, I was able to be by myself and read and eat. I remember very clearly uh, cutting school in junior high school, heading down to the East River, uh, which doesn't smell too good, but it's a great view of Brooklyn, and uh, sitting on a bench with a book and an order of Chinese food and bagels, and that was perfect. That's, I mean, it, it really is good. I mean, I, this is when eating worked, you know. I was heavy. I was about, you know, 50, 60 pounds overweight, but who cares? I mean, you're young. You can take it. Uh, as I got into high school, the cycles began. Uh, I had a, a real run-in with a dean in ninth grade that caused me so much pain that uh, he essentially became my first sponsor. I mean, against my will. He, just, he grabbed me. I was cutting school like a maniac, and uh, he would not relent, so I surrendered to him. And immediately I started going to class. My food cleaned up. He had no idea about my food. Um, and I just had like a routine. You know, I, would, I would make sure this guy was happy because I knew he could bring the pain if I didn't you know, satisfy him. And I did really well. I got into a school, a high school for the gifted, which, you know, only befits my status as a genius. And, uh, <laughs> and I lost over 100 pounds. I mean, I, I'd gotten pretty heavy by that point. And I got to about what I am now, about 180. And uh, I was running like crazy. I was doing a Weight Watchers plan in the 1970s that I found in, a, in a, uh, my mother's bookshelf. And life was exciting all of a sudden. I could, like, do stuff because I had to satisfy him. I had to do what he said, or else he could, he could get me in trouble with my parents, and I had no escape. Uh, I hate with my back against the wall. I hate that feeling. I left that school, went to this really great high school, and uh, did well for about a year. Then the weight started coming on again. Nobody there. I've always felt, and I've read it in, in, in recovery literature and heard it in meetings, it's me and everybody else in school. And it's just that feeling. I'm walking into enemy territory, and I have to pretend to be somebody else. I, I was an actor in junior high school. I really liked that because I could do these, you know, I could pretend, you know, on stage, and people would think that was cool, even if I was heavy. And, and people would pay attention to me. I love that. But in high school, I didn't have the discipline anymore because this dean was no longer over my head. And my parents are very lax with me. They always have been. Um, and that almost killed me at one point, but uh, that's in the future. Anyway, I had a couple bad years in high school, dropped out. And ended up uh, living with my dad um, and uh, in my bathrobe, gaining weight, um, not knowing what the hell I was doing, reading all the time. And at this point uh, in my late teens, the escape that I had found in my early teens was uh, not as easy to find. Uh, there was more pain, less pleasure. Um, I was eating more to forget and to be comatose than to like enjoy myself. I used to go on these binges where I'd walk around New York for hours and hours with a backpack full of food and just, you know, Manhattan. You know, it was a wonderful thing. I couldn't do that anymore. I, I tended, when I ate, I would get paranoid. And I'd want to be inside and not viewed. And what happened was my dad got married and moved out. Uh, he left me the little apartment we were living in. And at that point, it got really strange, so much so 
I couldn't explain it to anybody why, why I was doing these things. Uh, I remember the, the blinds were broken, so I began like putting up, if not tinfoil, but tape so that nobody could see me. And, and the neighbors would complain because I was on the first floor, and they'd say, you know, it looks like a maniac's living in this, in this apartment, you know, with cracked windows and only comes out at night. And I put on some serious weight. And at that point, I wasn't making any money. Uh, my dad had stopped supporting me, and I had lost a job. I, my dad taught me a really good trade that I practiced for a few years, got good money. And those were my working years uh, between 89 and 96. And I would cycle, you know, a couple hundred pounds up, hundred pounds down. But I lost my last job, and eventually the, the sheriff came and pasted a notice on the board saying, you got to leave. Uh, so I moved in with my dad, and, and that's another shock, because it wasn't the dean this time, it was his wife. And she is in your face. She is, I could use a bad word, but, you know, she, you know this, I can see it from her point now, this strange, heavy dude showed up, you know, looking, very, you know, acting odd in her house, and, you know, what is this? And, uh... She put the heat on, and all of a sudden I could lose weight again because I had to satisfy her. I didn't want to get thrown out. Um, I have not yet been homeless. This is uh, a yet for me. Come close. Anyway, um, I lost the weight, got another good job. I mean, I was, I was working... Um, I was For me, a lot of money is forty grand a year. And I was working in midtown Manhattan at a law firm, uh, doing skilled labor, interesting work, uh, working with very bright people, and uh, I was chugging along for a while there, but I just need a bag of M&Ms in my drawer to get through the afternoon. And unfortunately, I just I can't control the amount that I reach in there and take. And I, I don't like coming to work heavier and heavier. I like coming to work getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Everybody loves that feeling, but the other way around, not so much. And I took that, that same habit I had in high school, which was cutting school, I would not show up for work. That's a, a built-in habit of mine. So uh, eventually, I just abandoned the job, and that was 1996. Uh, O.J. Simpson had just been um, declared not guilty in L.A., and we were talking about it at work, and like a week later, I was gone. And they sent me my box of stuff because I didn't even call them. Once again, I ran out of money. I couldn't pay the rent, moved back in with my dad, and at this point, I didn't care what a bitch she was. I mean, I just I was living in the, in the attic at the time. They were working all the time. Uh, I was raiding their, their icebox, and I was, uh, you know, screw them. It's, it's, what's the point? She knows what I am. I'm a loser, and she's got to deal with it. This is my dad, after all. We're blood, right? Well, it turns out marriage is thicker than blood. <laughs> Thank God. And my dad said, uh, Tom, we've got to find you a place to live. Uh, she will leave me if, if. You know, I, I, you know, you don't leave the house. And not only did I hate her, but I hated her for a long time. I began to hate him. How dare he? I mean, I'm, you don't see how weak and vulnerable I am? I can't get out to work. I'm living a very strange life. I don't mean anybody any harm. Just leave me alone and give me money. You know, I'm not robbing banks. I'm not doing anything weird. But anyway, that was okay. This has happened to me several times in my life. I'm very heavy. I'm weak. I haven't been standing up much. My back hurts. Uh, when I walk around, it's hard. You know, I'm several pounds, 100 pounds overweight. And now you want me to, like, look for an apartment? But we did. We drove around in his old Hyundai, and we went to bad neighborhoods where we're looking for $500 a month. And at that point, um, anyway, he, he, he tried to get me on welfare. And when at the welfare office, they suggested disability when they heard that I was somewhat out large in size. 
and I just, you know, I showed up for the doctor's appointment, and this is, this is very similar to where I hear in AA, I was drinking for 20 years, but then I found crack. And crack took me down, you know, got me down faster, otherwise I wouldn't have gotten here until I was 60. And I think disability is my crack, because finally I could eat without responsibility. And that's all I've been looking for, guys. You know, I've, I've tried, uh, I've tried life in a lot of different ways. I've tried many hobbies. I've tried relationships. I've tried motorcycles. I've tried, uh, hiking. I've tried spirituality. I've tried Tai Chi. I've tried, uh, you know, endless walking therapy. I've tried endless diets. I haven't tried surgery yet. I haven't tried hard drugs yet. Alcohol. I, I drank a lot of scotch trying not to eat. I've tried everything. It doesn't work. So just leave me alone to eat. I'm happy that way, or at least I'm blotto that way. Um, and I got on disability. That was 1997. And they said, we will give you $1,100 a month for three years. Check with us in three years. That was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> we found an apartment, a little basement apartment in Garfield, New Jersey. Didn't smell really good, but I didn't care. I didn't smell good either. And uh, so I was, I was down there, and um, there were good days. I mean... Those of you who know the pleasures of the table, there are some really, I mean, it, it is a good deal. There's, there's a reason I didn't surrender immediately, you know, to, uh, to, a, to a spiritual solution. Uh, there were some good times. Um, I had internet connection. Uh, I had enough money to buy a computer. I had free cable. They forgot to turn it off from the prior tenant. Uh, I had a, a big TV, you know, that's when I'm earning good money. I, 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 you know, anyway, for three years I, I lived down there. Rarely left the house. That's when I got to uh, somewhere. By this time, I'd been dieting for a few months, but this is from Santa Barbara, 2000. A picture of me. The other guy with no face is my brother. and um, He's never had a food problem. We're the same height. Anyway, at, as 1999 dragged on, um, once again, I had surrendered to the disease. And it's, it's the best deal I could find. But the disease is demonic in, in what it does to you. And um, there were some nightmares that were starting that I couldn't describe to anybody. I couldn't share with anybody. Uh, physical. I ended up in the hospital a couple of times, but also psychological, where um, I, I would just be terrified of shadows passing by the window, of, the, of my landlords who lived upstairs. I would listen to them walk around up there. Paranoia got really bad. Um, I don't know. I was eating just whatever, whenever, as much as I could. And uh, at this point, my my mother, who was out in California, decided to intervene because she she knew I was going to die, um, and she wanted to take care of me as I as I died. So she uh, she came to knocked on my door. I hadn't answered the phone in a long time. She knocked on my door. I let her in. Um, I've left family members standing on the sidewalk some, several times. You know, they knew I was there. I wasn't going to answer the door. This time I let her in. Uh, I guess it had gotten that bad. And she invited me on a trip to New Hampshire. And, uh, oh, that awful, awful feeling. It's the exact opposite of, here's money. We don't want to see you for a while. This was, no money. you got to come out into the real world. You know, like, uh, I can't describe it, like a, uh, like a Kermit crab without a shell. So... Oh, the back pain, because yeah, I don't have anything physically wrong with my back, but no muscle. And when you have no muscle, your back was out of joint with all the weight coming down. And I have sleep apnea, acid reflux, very high blood pressure. Um, it was, I was a mess. I was a mess. Uh, but I had 
a buzz cutter, you know, the, 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 the razors, and I had to look like a mental patient that I am. I had buzzed my, he- my head, you know, absolutely clean because I'd been down to here. I was, you know, a lot like Howard Hughes in that movie. I relate to that, you know, it's, with the strings around. Um, so I, I was abstinent. Once again, I had a sponsor before I knew what the sponsor was, and I got absent before I knew what that was. For two weeks, I was clean. She was making my meals or buying them for me. I wasn't binging in front of her. Uh, I was too embarrassed. I mean, and my head cleared up. And then she asked me, would you like to come live with me in California? I had lived here before. Uh, I lived in Corona Del Mar, Newport Beach. When I was a teenager, I was fat and on crutches, and none of the girls liked me. And uh, that's a hard, hard place to be. So... Um, I, what was I going to do? Go back to my hole? So I said yes. So uh, I came here, and that, that picture was taken in 2000, January, Santa Barbara. And uh, it's a weird, weird world if you've been incarcerated for any length of time. Uh, I've never been in the penal institution, but I've been in solitary. And the weird thing is, my, I like it that way. I enjoy it. Uh, makes me sick, though. So I came out here, and it was a day, you know, although it was December or January, it was much like, you know, a nice shiny day. There was palm trees, and I was sitting on my mother's couch, and I didn't know what the hell to do. Uh, I was completely at her mercy, except I had money coming in still because the three years hadn't run out. So I I was independently wealthy. Um, I had a very rich uncle, Sam. And uh, for any addict, I strongly suggest getting that kind of backing because, you know, they don't care. You know, they they don't care. It's when someone is supporting you who cares about you that, oh, you disappoint them, and I hate to disappoint them. So I lost 200 pounds in a year and a half on my own. It was a maniacal um, thing to do. Uh, I did the Weight Watchers thing again. I walked late at night so no one would see me. I, I began going to community college because I needed something to do with my mind. Uh, I occasionally binged on Little Debbie Cakes because they were cheap. You know, I did well for about a year and a half physically. I lost weight. I got down to about 240, which is pretty good for me. And then it came apart again. And if you're in this room for any re- good reason, you know that. You've tried. I mean, you've really tried. You've tried. And it just, it comes back. So it came back again. And I thought, oh, God, I'm binging. I'm drinking alcohol. I'm, I'm not coming out of my room. My mom is in there, and she's doing who knows what. She's talking to my parents, my, my family members, and, and they're discussing me. I hate that feeling. There's no way out. There's no way out. I'm a dead man. And by the way, at 2.40, eating like a maniac again, all those physical symptoms came back. Acid reflux, high blood pressure, bad back, um, heart pain, uh, sleep apnea, the whole, the whole deal. And then, God had been intervening all through here, by the way, and uh, because, you know, otherwise, I, there, there are thousands of guys like me who are, who are locked up right now, you know, dying. No chance. Nobody's ever going to get to them. Um, but I'm standing here. What happened? Uh, my mom looked on, uh, no, she didn't look online. She remembered from 1970-something, in Weight Watchers, there was a guy who had been in OA in relapse, trying Weight Watchers one more time, and he told her about OA. She had never been to a 12-step program. She remembered this, and she said, Hey, Tom, let's go to an OA meeting. I found one in uh, Costa Mesa. We went to our first meeting, and she says, I brought her. I, I say she brought me. She brought me. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fancier of crowds. Um, we went. I was about, I don't know, three-something at this time, but crazy as a lunatic. 
Uh, I went to the Wednesday night Costa Mesa meeting. No, no. Tuesday night Newport Beach meeting. Little circle of old ladies. Uh, one person really heavy. We sat in a circle. They were reading As Bill Sees It, which you sell. So uh, that's a great book. Also, a uh, new pair of glasses. Oh, what a difference that made in my life. Until I discovered it's on a CD. You can actually hear the guy. Anyway, I, I walked into that meeting, and I soon had a guy who stuck out his hand, and he said, why don't you call me tomorrow? And uh, I heard his story, and he, he just had a way with people. He's a very friendly guy. And I said, I, don't, I can't explain my own reactions at that time, because I should have gone, thank you, thank you, I'm out of here. Uh, because that's my, that's my habit. I'm, I'm a, uh, a very amiable person, but a very um, unsocial uh, not a friendly person, and I don't. I can't explain my behavior. My behavior was: I went to a meeting a night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday men's stag, Sunday hundred pounders. I, I, I'm not sure what happened on Monday, but Tuesday back at Newport Beach because I, I heard something here that was unlike anything I've ever heard. Plus, I was in a lot of pain. There were no deans. There were no uh, bitchy stepmothers. Um, there was my disease. My disease had become my dean. And we have, we have a phrase in our, in our literature which says, tasty cakes are our best advocate. You know, um, you know just eat enough and, and you'll convince yourself you need something. And because that was, it was no more fun anymore. It, it, was, it was literally come back to hell. Or what else are you going to do? And so I heard these stories in a way. And uh, my sponsor was also an AA, and he went, had me go to a Saturday um, AA speaker meeting at Hogue Hospital. And I began hearing these stories, and they, they don't make sense. Um, I have a friend, Roz, who was over 200 pounds overweight, you know, 22 years ago, and almost dead. And I have several friends who are over four and 500 pounds who are living normal lives today, married with kids. And... Um, while I was not exactly like, I've only found one twin to me um, in, in, or, in Overeaters Anonymous. And, um, I mean, we, we, when I first discovered this guy, I mean, we're sitting across the table at coffee, and it was like talking to a mirror. It's the oddest thing. We react to the things exactly the same way. But when it comes to food, I have a lot in common with you people. I was willing, at that point, I know some people who, who have never dieted, and, you know, the food is everything, and they can't consider... I can diet. I know how to diet. I've lost weight many times. But what can you give me for that? I know thin isn't well. I've been absolutely miserable thin. I need something more than thin. thin because I've discovered that being thin does not mean social acceptance. It not, does not mean, you know, I, I'm not suave and debonair when I'm, when I'm thin. I'm not comfortable around people. I'm not a good employee when I'm thin. Uh, I'm not a good anything. I'm, I'm an obsessed, uh, driven, highly nervous person. And I don't like that. I like being mellow. Um, and the only way I know how to get mellow is with ser- serious chemicals. Um, so, you know, okay, I'll diet. Because you love to see me thinner. You know, every week I come a little thinner. I mean... That's exciting for about five seconds, and then, you know, then I have to sit around these rooms. I like OA meetings. I like OA meetings. I like to hear people share. I like that. Honestly, there was a, uh, 
one of one of uh, you, you fellows, one of you blokes, came down to Orange County recently and shared, and he cried, and it wasn't fake. He cried in front of the whole room, and uh, it's just because he had been where I've been. He had been suffering like a like a damn person, and um, and he had been relieved, and uh, and that's what I found in a way. But I'm still a sick person. I'm still very sick. Uh, I began. I fell in with a group of of men. Who, uh, who had lost serious amounts of weight, who had faced very bad health situations, very bad financial situations, and they were all recovering. We, 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 not them and me, we hung together and we called each other and we went to meetings. We came up here, we'd come up in a group, celebrating 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. We were all reading the big book together, and, uh, you know, some of us were sponsoring other people, and some of us had, like, you know, uh, six months and we were sponsoring. Some of us had 30 days and we were sponsoring. Some of us had a precious few years, and we hung together. And when I call these guys, many of them are still in the program. When I call these guys, I'm talking to people who are just as self-destructive as I am. I have no history of building a career or relationships or health. I'm a very impatient person, and so are they. Um, So are we all. So I I recovered physically. I, I lost the rest of the weight. My sponsor emphasized employment. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't make a big thing out of it, but I guess he did. Uh, you know, you can't be sitting around your mom's house all day or walking hours and hours. You need to, like, get a job. And someone um, uh, someone at coffee said, hey, why don't you, Starbucks, why don't you, you know, like, go in there and work at Starbucks? And I went, you can, like, walk into a place and ask to work? Because I had always, I had just been a proofreader. I've been a legal guy. I don't change my situation. I was, I was thinking, well, you can't get a, a clerical-type job in, in California. It's impossible. You know, and so I, I, I was getting money still coming in. Why do I want to work? But uh, anyway, um, I did. I, I, uh, I got a job at, not Starbucks, but a competitor. And um, we, uh, I did not drink the mochas. I didn't, when I toasted the bagels, I didn't eat the crumbs. Uh, we got pastry stuff every day coming through and throwing out. All. Expiration dates are way too, uh, they, they don't expire. They're good. They're still good. You know, they're, they're, it's full of sugar. It's a preservative. It should be all right. And uh, it was a great job. Uh, I was moving around all the time, eight hours a day. I'd be on my feet. I dropped like 90 pounds, my last 90 pounds in that job. And they went, whoa, who's this guy who showed up chubby and now is like, because I got thin. Uh, I found the magic of not being hungry, and I'll take that, I'll, I'll get real thin. Um, so anyway, I, I, I started working there, then I got a job as a busboy, oh, that's hard work, and then I got a job, a clerical job, and that was, uh, I'd been in program 2002, about early 2005. And I was starting to get on my feet again. I moved in with a recovery brother, one of these guys. Uh, we had an apartment together, and, and he was a lunatic. And I can't see my craziness, but I sure can detect yours. <laughs> and I've come to accept it lovingly. I mean, we are just odd. And we don't mean it. I mean, when we hurt each other's feelings, it's nothing personal. It's, 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 it's really... We're, we're okay. I mean... Um, some of us are absent, some of us are not. We sh- that we're here is a miracle. I mean, to the newcomer who said, not too happy to be here, you could go to a movie. I mean, there are a lot of movies around here. You're not from LA. I mean, just, we're all here. So, um, I started losing weight, and I got down to 170, and 
I got down to 160. And I got down to 150. Because I was looking for, well, the skin was still there. And I was going, maybe if I lose enough weight, the skin will like, because I'm kind of, I look like a pug, you know, around the middle. And, you know, there's saggage. Um, and I was embarrassed about that. And I was, I was, there's, a, there's anorexia is, um, there's a, there's a pleasure to it. I've never experienced that before, but only introduced me to a lot of things that I hadn't discovered. So, um, by that time, my, my sponsor was beginning a slow relapse, and he kind of jettisoned a bunch of sponsees. Uh, he, I have to describe him for a second. Um, he was a, he saved my life. He was a ball of charisma. He was a professional salesman. He had lost over 300 pounds. Uh, he had had the operation removing his stomach, not the, not the band, and he had gained weight anyway. I mean, he's a champion compulsive reader. And he'd been to OA since his 18, and it failed, 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 failed. In 2000, he came to OA, and he surrendered. And, and if you listen to a new pair of glasses or, or listen to anybody like recovery, this, or, or the white flag, um, that's the ticket. I mean, that's, that's when I give up and I do it someone else's way, that's when things happen. If it's, a, if it's a hobby of mine, I have hobbies. They come and go. Anyway, he... He started recovering in 2000, and he built a few meetings, and he sponsored up to a dozen people at a time. He was living and breathing several programs at once, and he was just had that salesman's assurance, and he drove a really nice car, and he did a, a fifth step with me in, the side, in, in, that, in that car. It was like a spaceship, and <laughs> when I told him my little, I mean... I'm by myself a lot. I have I've done embarrassing, you know, shameful things, but no no crimes much. And uh, he turned to me, and he had had a much wilder life, and he told me some things that actually curled my hair that that he had done, and that he trusted me with this information, and that I I related to them. I would have done the same things if I had the guts. The fifth step is there's something absolutely, especially if. You've been living a compressed, lonely life for so many decades, and all of a sudden, you, sh- you have the willingness to share. And I had gotten that willingness through hearing you do it. I did not, like, attempt this as a Superman by myself. I heard endless stories of people working the steps and having their lives turn around, and I really don't have a whole lot of options. Anyway, he started uh, backing off the program, immediately relapsing, I mean, gaining weight. Um, there's this, this disease has no mercy. And... Uh, I switched sponsors, and I made a mis- I went with a sponsor he wanted me to go with, not one I chose. That was my decision. Um, I didn't have a really good relationship with his sponsor, and I didn't respect him, not like the first one. So the dean was gone. I was thin. Where, where's the, you know, there's nobody standing over me with a gun. I can eat what I want. Two weeks later, I was in full-blown relapse. I had left my last meeting. My grand sponsor, Jack Z, had to actually leave the meeting, take the treasury from my hand so I wouldn't eat it, and because I wouldn't. Uh, and I left uh, for 12 months. In those 12 months, I immediately lost my job. Immediately, um, my roommate moved out because he saw what, what was happening. and He didn't want to be in, in a non-sober house. And I eventually moved back in with my mom. I was eating round the clock. If you haven't overeaten in a while, you got to taper on. Don't stuff. Very painful. I mean, I'll do it, but... I, anyway, so I gained 200 pounds in 12 months. And I went from 150 to 350. And life was as it was before. And it's where it'll be again. Uh, it's my native mode. It's, uh, as my friend Eric says, my, my only 
my nature is to binge and isolate. That's what I do. So after 12 months, I wasn't at my top weight, but I was out of money. So I came back. Uh, you see, I love my own story. There's not going to be any question or answer here. I'm going to use every friggin' second. Because <laughs> um, I, I love myself. I have no recovery. I'm out three years, so I'm forgiven. Um, so I came back in April of uh, 06, left no April of 05. I was, I was so ashamed. First of all, I hated you because you were going to judge me, so I'll hate you first. I know I judge me. So anybody who's coming back from relapse, I feel it. Because it's good to see, everybody sees you thin. doesn't matter how crazy you are, what weird hobbies you have in your garage, but as long as you can show up thin, you know. Um, we all put on a show. We got, we got stuff. But if I'm fat, you know what I'm doing. I mean, you know what I'm doing at night. You know I'm falling asleep with the stuff on me, and my shirts are covered with chocolate stains, and then i got pots on the stove I haven't washed in a few days, and, you know, i got a, a vermin problem because I just can't, you know, be bothered to be clean. I haven't showered in a few days. My hair is down to here. I'm not shaving. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a madman. So, uh, but the money ran out, and I tried to get on disability again. Different doctor, different, that uh, wasn't as heavy, no soap doc. So I went, uh, my mom, I was drinking heavily at the time also, and my mom said, you got to leave the house, and I haven't been homeless late yet. I have met people in way who have been homeless. You can make a good living, I've heard. And uh, so my disease now knows this. So uh, I came back to OA. It was the most shameful few weeks I've ever experienced. And then when I got comfortable with a meeting, and I go to another meeting, I had like, I'm going to Serenity Sunday fat. And I remember Murray came up to me, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, everybody's going to see me. And Murray just, you know, he's like seven feet tall. Ugh. How you doing, Tom? We're so glad you're back. And that's the only reaction I've gotten in OA. Um, so I was back, and I surrendered again. And a guy I didn't respect as much, but who had been absent during my day, he offered to, so, to sponsor me. We went through the big book again. I identified again, and I got the ability to diet again. And I got employed again, and the weight started coming off, and I went to a meeting a day, which I go about six meetings a day now. I used to go to eight, well, one day a day, a month, a week. I need a meeting every day, just the way it is. Um, I've been employed for three years. Uh, the jobs have gotten, you know, minimum wage, no benefits. Now i got a decent wage, decent benefits. Um, uh, I'm getting married in three weeks. Uh, I can't explain these things. I'm not the marrying kind, you know. She is in this room. She is a, one of us, a hundred pounder, and in recovery with a sponsor. Um, it's just, you know, we were made for each other. If one of us relapses, it's a bad deal. If both of us relapse, it's... But, you know, I'm a dead man anyway. Everything is gravy, so to speak. Um, so we're, everything is clicking as long as I'm willing to, to call my sponsor as long as I'm willing I'm doing a four step again uh, I've made amends a lot of money my, all my family except one guy is going to show up at the wedding I haven't seen in a while um, I'm doing a four step again hopefully give away a fifth step before my marriage um, this will be the first two week vacation I've had since my last one year vacation uh, I'm a judgmental son of a bitch I look around the, the work my workplace and I go you're lazy. You show up late. You don't do your work. I spent 10 years doing absolutely nothing. I've stolen a lot of office supplies. You know, I've, I don't know. I just like to judge. It's 
tasty. So uh, anyway, uh, I am one, as, as my friend Nancy, who's got more than 30 years accident, I'm one bite away from a binge. I cannot touch sugar and flour. I do not handle starches at all. Um, psychoactive drugs, I can't do. I've tried um, the, the psychiatric stuff, and it has no real effect on my thing. Um, alcohol, I can't touch. I can eat three wonderful meals a day. I mean, I enjoy my food. It's the same thing every day. Um, but it's good. And I'm hungry when, at mealtime. And I'm at normal weight. And um, I don't exercise at normal weight. No, I've done it before, like, you know, running several miles a day. Uh, I'm employed. They, they respect me at work. They think I'm a good worker. Um, I'm the reliable guy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a loving fiancé. I spent I put a lot into that relationship because I know this stuff doesn't maintain itself. Nothing maintains itself with me. I there was a movie back when I was a kid. It probably was even even before that. But you know, a bunch of soldiers go up to a base of a dam and they they put dynamite in it, very little bit of dynamite, and they blow it up and they say, you know, don't worry, it'll fall. You know, ten minutes later, the whole thing crumbles. That's what I do. Just a little bit of food. It's, you know, no meetings. You know, nothing's going wrong. But that dam, it's creaking, boy. And uh, I get pretty weird even abstinent. Um, I, I still suffer from paranoia. And, and deep resentments and fear. And uh, getting to work sometimes, I just have to pray to God. I'm nauseous. I don't want to go to work. Um, all right, I'll end on the, on the higher power thing. I can't hurt atheists. I love atheism. I love science. They combine very well. It means I'm in charge. Nobody can judge me because there's no standard of anything. Uh, love is meaningless. Uh, family relations are meaningless. I like that. It makes me comfortable because I live a very shameful life if judged by anybody's standard. So no standards. That's good. Anyway, I discovered through working the steps, the higher power showed up. I moved. My, my higher power is food and alcohol. Move that to the side. This other gent shows up, and uh, he is, uh, uh, he does not make hard terms with me. He requires daily activity. Not because he wants me, he knows what I do. I take up too much time. Anyway, I, I thank you very much. Uh, the, the quote I got in my phone said, um, basically, don't take credit. You know, without OA, I'm dead. And I suffer a lot before I die, and I'm, I belong here. It's my home. Thank you for letting me share.